Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. Each episode is about one singular movie, which we'll discuss in a little bit. But first, I always got to invite you, yes, you, the listener, to join in on the fan vote. That's right. We always are wanting more fan recommended movies to put on our fan vote list. So if you want to add a movie to the list, either... Uh, write a comment in the latest episode of Film Freaks with a Z, or send us an email at uh, ff.filmfreakswithaz at the end at gmail.com, or uh, talk in the movie stuff section of my personal Discord, the Ferret Nation Discord. You can also request movies there. The votes take place uh, during Tay's episode, uh, which will be in about uh, four weeks-ish now. So make sure if you want a movie on the next uh, on the next vote, um, you can request one today, and it will get on that vote. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I am Yemi the Ferret. Who am I here with? Grady Waffles. And we have a. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) He's he's messing it up already. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're here with a uh, special guest today, Odom. Say hello, Odom. Hi, I'm Odom. <laughs> He's known for his punctual timing. And <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, o- Odom, uh, he draws stuff on Twitch, right? You could call him an artiste. Artiste? And he's also been playing uh, about of video games as well. Oh, yeah, I've been spamming that. Just trying to rest my wrist because I have been drawing a lot. Now, how much, uh, how much wrist rest do you get when uh, you're playing Mortal Shell? I mean, I'm I'm just using the fingers, man. I don't know how you'd hold controllers, but my wrists are kind of stationary. See, you know, you're 360 no scoping with the mouse. You know, your wrist is going crazy. Oh, oh, on yeah. the, you 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 play that game with mouse and keyboard? Oh, I mean, I I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've played Souls like games with mouse and keyboard, and they're fun. But I don't know. There's something something very nostalgic about playing it with a controller. Yeah, there are like different games that are you like you have to play with the controller. You have to play a keyboard. Right. Well, as uh, listeners may have hey may have noticed, uh, we're down two people today. Which uh, Odom has the double curse because yeah. when Odom originally came onto the podcast to talk about the Hobbit with us and that was uh that was a while ago now i think that was like episode 20 ish something around there um everyone was there for it and the curse of one person being gone per guest on the podcast kind of started after odom's episode so odom's back and we're down two people now tay may join midway through the podcast if he wakes up in time but don't count on it but right now we're down we're down callous with internet troubles and we're down Tay with sleeping in. But we are here to give you that great film freaks experience that you deserve. And I think we're doing a good we're gonna do a great job. Because today's movie is one that obviously I love a lot. Um, but let's get right let's let's get into the conversation about it. Um, my pick was Who Framed Roger Rabbit from nineteen eighty eight. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis, and uh, the, the story is about a toon star named Roger Rabbit, who is worried that his wife, Jessica Rabbit, is playing patty cake with someone else. So the studio director hires Eddie Valiant to snoop on her, 
but the stakes are quickly raised when Marvin Acme is found dead and Roger Rabbit is the prime suspect. And this movie stars Bob Haskins, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Joanna Cassidy, Charles Fleshen- F- Fleshisher, <laughs> uh, Lou Harish, and actually uh, Mel Blanc is is also in this as doing voice work for the Looney Tunes characters. So normally the person who picks the movie, of course, starts the conversation. And I think the obvious place to start here, and I'm sure you guys will agree, is the animation mixing with the real world still pretty impressive to this day and the thinking about all that they did for the movie back in this one came out in the 80s they uh, did. it's uh it's really impressive thinking back then it's like this is the 80s that they were doing this stuff in and i actually watched the behind the the scenes before coming on the podcast today and they actually had the one that impressed me the most they had this rig where they had like a robotic arm holding the baby's cigar and essentially the cigar was moving with the robotic hand and the robotic hand was being controlled by a a power glove type device with the guy's hand and it would just mimic what he was doing it was really super impressive and they just animated over that um they also had like you know roger was like a prop rabbit you know people were holding him and moving him around and then they also had a, a similar rig for when the weasels are holding like the guns and stuff like that or the tommy gun too I'm like I said, it's just it's just very impressive, especially for the time, and I think it actually blends really well. Besides from I think like the far away shots are the only ones that are like kind of you can tell the animation is just kind of like not working super well with the with the real world. But I think for the most part, it, it works really well. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it was a uh, very on par too, and there was some spots like you mentioned where it was like eh, you know, but it was nothing like out like. Rages. I mean, there's movies coming out in 2020 or 2022 and 2021 that we think we have like this high-end technology, and you know they they're more rough than you know Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I'm pretty sure if movies like that came out today, it's like, uh, could they get it as close as good as it was back in when this came out in 1988? I don't think so. Um, I would hope they could, but I just feel like the quality of it would not be the same compared to like an 81988 movie and uh i know Callis wanted to talk about but uh the the lady i can't think of her name right now jessica jessica was probably the best thing like that was impressive (laughs) the most boobas (laughs) boobas i was just gonna ask what's so impressive about her and uh (laughs) yeah i think we Uh, all know uh well um No, yeah, I mean, they did a good job, like, all around with with just having the actors work with practically nothing in front of them, right? They had the voice actor saying the line for the character, but um, the animation was all, obviously, post-production stuff. And it just, it like, you know, you see a movie like Space Jam, The Lost Legacy, or even Space Jam from the 90s. You go back and watch that movie, and the yeah, it's not, like, super good anymore. Like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, wow, this is great. But when you watch it again, you're like, eh, it's not as good. Space Jam The Lost Legacy just kind of, I thought, just kind of looked bad all around. It wasn't even just, like, the humans interacting with the fake stuff. But that's a, that a, that's a different that's conversation. A yeah. yeah, that's a good comparison of what I was trying to say is, like, movies like that now is just, like, they don't care or something i don't know well they take like the lazy way out you know um instead of having like physical props for the actors to work with they'll they'll have to like pantomime everything or 
I, I don't know. It's one of those things that's like, I don't know. It's it's disapp it's disappointing to see now because when you look back at Roger Rabbit, it just looks so fluid together. And then you see stuff now. It's like CG and effects, and they do like a five minute like actual animated scene in the new Space Jam movie, and that still doesn't look that good altogether. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, I agree. I, when I was when I was watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I the entire time I was thinking, was there green screen technology back then? Because how are they doing all of this? Uh, there was a there was one scene, I forgot who the character was, but um, it was kind of a camera rotation going on, and uh, one of the cartoons, I believe, it was Valiant actually. Yeah, Valiant was holding, oh, Valiant was holding one of uh, a cartoon, and as he was turning around, I noticed. Um, I, I guess the cartoon figure was drawn in between his hands and it just looked very detailed. And I was like, that's, that has to be a green screen kind of thing. Like, what else could it be? Um, that's what I wanted to ask you when you were talking about watching uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff. They didn't have green screen things or no. technology. Did yeah, they, they, they literally all, right? animated over, like, the metal, like I was talking about the metal hand. They actually animated over that metal hand with the cigar in it. Yeah. And speaking of uh, special effects, we got our our um, our correspondent for CGI and special effects. Uh, Tay has has joined the podcast. Hello. Oh. Tay. Good morning, Tay. Welcome in, Tay. Good morning. <laughs> How'd you sleep? Um. A little closer long. to the mic, there, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. I'm... He's yeah, groggy. No, He's I... groggy. He's groggy. I'm very groggy. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Lately, I've just been sleeping for too long. I don't know what's going on. Well, Tay, we're, um, we're, we're happy that you could join us. Uh, yeah. I was I was really getting worried there that we were going to have to do a three-way this whole time, but I'm glad that uh, we got you in here. I don't like oh. being in the middle, Tay. Come on, man. <laughs> now it evens out for Odom. <laughs> I'm still in the middle, Tay. Damn. I can leave if you want. <laughs> that doesn't change anything. No, anyways. Uh, yeah, nice to have you, man. But uh, Tay, we were just talking about this, the the uh, animation mixed with the real world stuff in there, and Odom was having question. He had a question about the green screen, which I don't think they used in the in the movie at all. I think it was all just the animation was drawn in and placed over the uh, the movie uh, film. I actually, so I actually looked this up because I was while I was watching it, I was like, did they use green screen? And they did. Ah. Um. Yeah. Because I was like, I didn't think green. Like, of course, green screen. I mean. We've seen Indiana Jones, mm -hmm. uh, whatever one we watched. There was green screening in that. It was bad, but, um, but yeah, they did use green green screen for this. Yeah, it wasn't a ton though. If I mean, if if I mean, they obviously did a lot better with the green screen than in than, than Temple of Doom because in Temple of Doom, like you could see like the green around Indiana Jones's hat <laughs> and stuff like that. Obviously, yeah. it wasn't like super. I mean, I didn't notice it at all. That's why. That's why I said like it seems like the animation was pretty much just fit in over everything because it right. just doesn't seem like there's green screen going on because it, <laughs> it, it it's not noticeable. Yeah, I think when they when he's in the animation world or Toontown, and I think pretty sure that's all green screen. Oh, well, I, I mean, I guess that's kind of obvious. Yeah, that one was. And then you could see it a little bit when like whenever someone had to interact, like they were trying to hold something. Yeah, we were um, like, just talking like, about uh, this. the rabbit. Yeah, yeah, like or the holding that like hammer thing, or you know, mm -hmm. it was a, it was a little obvious there, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, you could tell that they were holding like a fake object, but I think it actually blended 
pretty well with you know for sure with the application was was well done with what they had yeah especially for 1988 yeah it was very fluid and um i had this question for odom prepared um how hard do you think it was to because they're anim they got to be animating at 60 frames right because it's you know 60 seconds uh you know a minute right how how difficult would that be for just from your experience of just kind of drawing regular pictures i mean is there like how difficult would that be well i i read i read somewhere uh i think like the first the the beginning parts of the movie the whole animation with baby what's his name herman yeah or whatever herman. Yeah. yeah herman that took nine months itself you know Ooh. so it it takes Jeez. a while yeah it takes a long time and the fact that you know these are all hand-drawn things i don't think there was a lot of i don't think there was any kind of uh digital art going on there oh, uh it, yeah it takes a while dude that definitely takes a while and yeah. a lot of a lot of money as well no i, I doubt it was at 60 frames it was probably just 24 because uh films you know hollywood take, films are usually take closer to the mic <sighs> mic's so close already <laughs> um <laughs> Tay was yeah, saying so, they were they probably are doing more like 25 per second or 24, 24. um just because uh most hollywood films are actually shot at 24 frames per second okay well that that lightens the load a little bit but i think it's still a, little a, bit, a yeah. lot of work though <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. definitely oh definitely like i said yeah nine months that does that doesn't surprise me just for uh, the baby herman <laughs> and I, I don't do you kind of notice that clashing with uh, I guess like the live action um like how maybe the animation is a little bit off than 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 how the the real people were moving and things in the real world were moving did that bother you guys at all No it seems uh, like seems like there was like a little lag like like they cuz it's animation because it's not really there like the actual per people were like they crash into them and then you kind of see them like pause there for a second and mm -hmm. then move kind of like, you know, like, a. but it was so quick. It didn't bother me. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really notice it at all, honestly. Yeah. I say it didn't bother me. I did notice it, but it yeah, didn't bother me. Now, if, if you were to see something like that in, in movies of today's age, it would bother you a lot right? Oh, yeah, because definitely. of technology and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So do you think we're giving, who framed Roger Rabbit a little bit of a uh, uh, leeway when it comes to that? I mean, like, sure, it was in, yeah, for I, 1988. Know, yeah. I mean, I'm going to yeah. say no because I think it still looks good even by today's standards in in that aspect. I mean, like we were talking about before, we, we I mean, we have, you know, Space Jam Lost Legacy coming out last year. And mm -hmm. I thought that that game, uh, that game, <laughs> that movie. <laughs> did a really poor job with the animation and real life mixed in with each other. And this movie, I mean, sure. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Trust me. I got a lot of nostalgia for this movie. Okay. I think it, it, I think it just, it works so much better than something that came out last year. You know, it, it's crazy. And I, I don't, I don't think I'm giving it too much leeway because even when I was watching the movie, I didn't really notice when, you know, a, like a millisecond of lag would be there between the guy being punched in the face by the, the tune or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I might be giving it a little leeway just because, yeah, it came out in 1988. 
Yeah, um, I, I would have to agree there. Yeah, like I mean, I you know I saw Space the new Space Jam, and I don't I don't think they did a horrible job animating with the live action people. So do you think? Do you think? Um, since we're using Space Jam, the newer Space Jam, do you think uh, the the animation or the the animated people or surroundings meshed well with the real life better than Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Because I got to agree with with Yummy that e even with today's standards, I feel like Roger Ra Who Framed Roger Rabbit's uh, cohesiveness between the the real life and the animated uh, portions of the the movie they just meshed really really well. Yeah, I agree completely yeah. with that. And, um, you know, it's, it's something about Space Jam just feeling way more corporate. And I feel like they didn't have the time to really finesse and put it together the way that they wanted to. And I think that really took a toll on, you know, Lost Lat, whatever the fuck the name is, Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. No, Who Framed Roger Rabbit definitely put a lot more care and, like, love <laughs> into, like... I'm just thinking of the scene between uh, Daffy and Donald playing the piano. <laughs> and, like, yeah. you see, you know, just the bench in the chair, like, rocking back and forth as he's bouncing around. The keys and... on the piano actually playing when they're touching them. Yeah, which was probably just two-player piano. <laughs> but... Probably, but, hey, I mean. But it worked. Yeah, no, it worked. It was... And, yeah, there's just a lot of little things like that that you can things tell getting things like... getting blown up while the tune's going through it too. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> you just see like they made sure the real world interacted. Just small little things were interacting with the tunes. Yeah, it was very very seamless. Yeah, so they definitely put a lot more care and love into Who Framed Roger Rabbit than they did Space Jam. But I think that all Which... comes down to it being just a it's it's more of a corporate thing. They're, oh yeah, they're trying. Like people were wanting a new Space Jam for years and years and years, and they finally bent their knee. And what it ended up being was, hey, here's all the uh, properties we have that we can use. Uh, here's um, you know, here's Game of Thrones, and here's uh, you know, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings, and the Iron Giant, and it just it got, it gets to be a little bit too much. And it like the message of the first movie kind of gets lost in the second movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't forget about LeBron James, and here's LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, here's LeBron James. Um, well, I guess that kind of leads us to um, the craziness of the the fact that Looney Tunes and Disney were working together for this movie. Daffy, Porky Pig, and Bugs Bunny are all in this movie, and they're all owned by WB yeah. and, and not Disney, which was the people who... I, I'm pretty sure they f uh, worked on it with Disney. Yeah. No, they they came together and worked... I don't know how much was... Like, you know, who had the bigger share i guess um i think load. i think disney did because uh yeah, probably because the, they it's on disney plus so yeah yeah there's also a ride at, at one of the disney places oh yeah yeah, yeah. so but yeah think, they definitely worked with warner brothers to get them in here well that's that's crazy because like that ever again no that's yeah. what i was about to say i don't think they'll ever <laughs> do something like that again yeah now that's all Oh, you suck. No, I suck. No, you suck. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it still does kind of happen, you know, uh, Sony and Disney working together. But I don't, it's never going to be like, I don't think it's going to be as big with properties like Bugs and, you know, Mickey. If it, if it ever happens, it's going to happen on Fortnite. Oh, oh God. It already has. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no Looney Tunes in uh, Fortnite. 
You're right. Not yet. That, that's that's coming. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's a, that's like one of the biggest things about when this movie came out. Like that was the first time that officially, like because people do fan stuff all the time, right? But officially, yeah. those you know the two characters being on screen at the same time had never happened before. And yeah, like I I, I honestly don't think it'll happen again unless there's like some crazy big monopoly type merger but you never know i mean <laughs> never know yeah i hope i hope not <laughs> um but going off of what yemi was saying uh, about craziness speaking of that like every scene you know just had craziness in it which was some of your funny like i don't want to say like your favorite funny scene crazy scenes but like, what was some of your favorite, like, crazy scenes? I guess I'm trying to say. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I always point to the ending where Merry-Go-Round broke down and um, Valiant's singing and dancing and the weasels are all dying from laughter. <laughs> yeah. I, I always love that. And I love the weasels as characters. I think they're, like, a, the, like some of the greatest sidekicks, villains ever, <laughs> just because of their designs are so unique and, and they're, they always are just funny to watch. Um, but they're also very threatening. I mean, the guy was waving a real gun around it, uh, you know, when they shot the door open for Valiant's place. But yeah, that final scene though, with, uh, with the merry-go-round broke down, it was a nice, um, it was a nice runaround because Roger was li- listening to that same song in the bar, uh, like a day or so ago before that happened. Um, and yeah, I, I just think it's a fun all together scene. What about you guys? I was like, for me, um, I don't know. It's been so like I I just watched it, but also it's like. Well, you you said kid. you you think uh, let Odom. Uh, let, okay, let's hear from Odom. All right. Um, I, I think like a when I was rewatching the movie, uh, more more than laughing or anything like that, there was just like a lot of I I forgot how adult it was like there's a there's a lot of sexual innuendos and things like that i think the the scene that was kind of chaotic to me but not might not be chaotic to you is when uh when when valiant ran into baby herbert herman in in the in the i guess it was uh an apartment area and it was outside his office outside his office right and he had the caretaker with him or whatever and it's like a lady in short shorts Mm mm-hmm that kind of shocked me a lot. Like, I don't remember that when I was, I didn't remember that or seeing that when I was younger. And so when I saw it, I was like, what the hell is happening here? What if my girlfriend walks in, she'll ask what I'm watching. You know what I mean, <laughs> I didn't expect that to be in the show. And I think well, that was the most kind of chaotic thing. My, my counterpoint to, you know, that is, this is a, obviously a period piece uh, along with being like a detective story slash whatever. So, mm-hmm. I can kind of forgive the movie for like some of the sexist stuff that happens in there because they are emulating that. I don't know. It was like a twenties or thirties type culture that was at the time. So when he, you know, smacks his smacks her ass and she's like, and he's like, Hey, give me some, give me, give me a beer toots. And yeah, like I I can kind of be like, okay, it it is the time, you know, the twenties or whatever, the thirties. Yeah. The age is showing, right? Forties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was 43. I think you said at the beginning. But that's also that's all that's a it is a, it's also kind of a fun scene because um you know Valiant like tries to push him down the f- stairway yeah 
<laughs> He's murdering a child. Yeah, yeah. That was... That's a tune child. It'll work. It won't. You could drop a piano on it. That's right. It wasn't dip. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's like a lot of shocking parts to that one scene alone. Like you had a, a huge plot point there. You had an interaction between a child and like an older lady. You had uh... <laughs> the, the line about I've got the libido of a 50 year old and. Yeah, and the pee-pee or whatever. a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so funny. Uh, it was just a great, it was a great scene yeah, for me. I loved it. Scene. Yeah, it was, I liked it a lot. It was a really good scene. Yeah, throughout the uh, entire movie, uh, my fiance kept mentioning that the movie was scaring her. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't remember being scared by the movie, but I can definitely see the scenes where it's like, okay, so like when, uh, you know, the judge is like blowing himself back up after being flattened or, you know, that the whole yeah. part with the shoe being dipped is like also pretty visceral. You know? was, yeah. Uh, brutal. So Even it, like the, it, it, it the characters much... in the movie turn their, their face and everything, right? Yeah. Poor shoe. Shoe didn't deserve that. So it, it is kind of, um, kind of, kind of got some frightening elements in there for sure. Yeah, but why did they murder the shoe? Because he just wanted to the... sh show the dip. Also, they had the—I mean—they had to show that the judge was like kind of unhinged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, assert the dominance kind of thing. <laughs> Tay, did you think of a scene that uh, was your favorite in the movie? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the whole movie. Um, I really like the scene at the bar, um, where just a lot of it when they're so you know they come in, Roger Rabbit's you know singing the song, they're. He gets angry, throws him in the room, and then the judge shows up and does like the shave and a haircut. <laughs> Two <Yeah>. bits. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. I I liked how uh, Valiant was so upset and angry at, at Roger, and uh, he mentioned that one of the one of the drunks at the bar, or the locals at the bar, would give him away for like a cent or a nickel or something like that. And uh, Roger's like, no, he wouldn't. Not, you know, not me. We, we've been through a lot, even though he just sang for the guy. And then the moment came, and uh, the judge asked the, the drunk or whatever where Roger was, and yeah, he didn't give him away. Yeah. So uh, laughter's pretty powerful, man. That was a good scene. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, they also like the, um, the repurposing of the, of the alcohol with uh, Roger yeah. was also oh, well yeah. done there, too. And Greedy, we need to hear your favorite scene. Um, I'm, oddly enough, was uh, when uh, Violent was trying to hide uh, hide uh, Roger from the the, the, weasels. the weasels, and he just like shoving him down the in the <laughs> in the water. I was like, is he gonna kill him? <laughs> He's a toad. That was a, also an intense moment because like I, I feel like they knew he was in there, but they didn't want to bust him at the same, same time. I don't know. It was weird. It was chaotic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, obviously, uh, the judge character in this movie is like, he, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I like the whole like detective vibe. I mean, I, I think that the scene where Valiant is, um, uh, like interrogating RK Maroon in, in his office and he puts his tie into Ooh. the, uh, film reeling thing. I think that was a great, like detective moment scene. Like you could actually take that scene out of the movie and it could be like good for like a detective show or something like that. Just trying to get the answers out of him. I thought that was a really good scene as well. And um, I think the, like, I think the mystery in general in the movie is actually pretty well done. Cause even though I've watched the movie a million times, it, it still surprises me. Like all the different, like 
they give you hints as to what exactly, you know, who exactly is running the whole, the whole gambit, right? Um, once again, I knew who was the culprit of everything, and it still kind of surprised me at the end when the judge turns out to be the tune who killed Valiant's brother. It all kind of comes full circle, and I think they did a really good job of writing that, the story in it, for sure. Also, I was going to talk about how weird the judge, like, seemed off throughout the movie, but seeing the ending, I was like, okay, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, it just all makes sense. In the I, just trying to hide his identity. Yeah, and I think Chris, I Christopher Lloyd did, like, an excellent performance. He was really playing. I think everyone was just having fun with the movie, and he put in such a great performance, like, you know, because when you, when you think of Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd, you go, oh, that guy from uh, Back to the Future. Oh, the guy from Food Fight. <laughs> you know, You're, you don't he's see him. So you much stuff. Yeah, he was in a lot of he's obviously in a lot of things, but you never usually see him as the villain character. And I think he did a really good job playing this yeah. villainous tune. I like so the one scene where he's actually describing um, the giant like bulldozer with the dip cannon like that whole just that one scene i was just like he just like harnessed his inner doc for this scene (laughs) (laughs) yeah freeways far as the eye can see hotels gas stations (laughs) more gas stations i like how everyone in the movie's like you're insane no one would ever drive on that (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah they got the red line and for like what five cents who would do that ah but i bought the red line yeah dude that character i i think that is my favorite character in that that entire show man that that judge christopher lloyd he played it so well it was very he was so maniacal and very deceptive and just just evil dude in in a movie of kind of happiness well not happiness because smile, in the beginning of the movie you, you see how dark it is smile. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, th- yeah. they're thinking about smiling and stuff and like the whole movie's about murder you know, <laughs> cheating, uh, hiding, hiding a murder, you know, alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. It's, it's a really well-made movie, man. There's a lot of, uh, attributes to it. Yeah. Should we jump to the ending? Any other scenes? Well, uh, Callus would, would hate us if we didn't talk about Jessica Rabbit a little bit more. Ah, yes. Oh. Waifu. But, um, I think Greedy said it before the scene where they introduce her, um, obviously that's supposed to be like a rug pool scene, right? Cause you're, cause even Valiant's like, Oh, it's good. What, what are you into? And he's talking to Acme and he's like, what are you into rabbits? And yeah. you know, she comes out and she's like, you know, very sexy, busty, you know, legs out. All the guys are coming in loads, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, and like, I'm this, I'm probably gonna get some flack for this. I honestly never really found her attractive, uh, yeah, no. personally <laughs> agreed like understand what they're going for but it's like yeah uh, you know look i like it's, i like it's too much yeah, yeah it's too much <laughs> i did find the scene funny where uh, valiant was like reaching down to pick something up and then he comes back up and he hits a <laughs> hits her in the boob oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's when he gets caught by his girlfriend or whatever, right? With his pants down, literally. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> nah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I thought she had some pretty, pretty hilarious lines and delivery in there too. Uh, one of the lines where um, uh, she was talking to Valiant, and Valiant was talking about how hard it is to talk to someone that looks like her, 
and she mentioned uh she's not bad she was just drawn that way that shit cracked me up so hard dude. <laughs> like someone's got to draw these tunes is that is that how they're made who's who's the drawer um acme <laughs> is it acme it's so, um, with my with my next uh point redemption i'm gonna have you draw uh jessica <laughs> dang all right <laughs> i'll say i've seen people you know, redraw her or even cosplay as her, and it looks better because it's like, oh, look, it's like natural proportions. Yeah, she's got, she definitely has interesting proportions, like crazy small hips, pretty broad shoulders. Well, that was a thing back then, wasn't it? Because everyone liked the, the whole uh, yeah, they had, like, shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, maybe, I don't know. I was never really into that, but apparently yeah. they find that attractive. Uh, I think she's all right as a character. I'm not oh, going to say I was yeah. ever... I think her character's fine. I just, yeah, I was never, like, attracted to the character. Even when I was a kid, like, I, was, I wasn't I was interested in her sexually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Trust me, I, I, I mean, I like animated girls as much as the next guy, but I, she just doesn't do it for me. Cows is going to come on the podcast next time and just yell at us. Cows <laughs> will all of a sudden get internet and barge into the into the into our conversation right now. <laughs> What did I hear you say? <laughs> what do you say about what fool? <laughs> one one of my favorite lines from the movie, and it's actually the only thing that I put for my review of it on Letterboxd. There's an exchange, like while Valiant is singing his song um, at the end of the movie, um, oh, yeah. he kind of messes up and doesn't know what to say after a line, and so Roger's like, so he says, "I'm gonna hit you in the," and then Roger says, "Nose." <laughs> um and the weasel's like nose that doesn't rhyme with walls and then valiant says no but you know what does and then he kicks the weasel directly into the in the balls and he flies up into the dip and i thought the, that's like the that's like the best line in the in the whole freaking thing because even i think everyone was like well wh nose what why is he saying nose balls <laughs> rise with walls and he kicks him in the balls and all <laughs> it was just such a perfect yeah. it's a perfect line delivery and i I just like that whole sequence of events there. Yeah, Agreed. little, little yeah, like uh, it really was. Well, no, was it? Because the entire movie is pretty kind of raunchy yeah. in a way, man. Yeah, that's true. I always find found it weird the like the tune physics, I guess, because like, like the fact that like he kicks him in the ball and he goes flying like thirty feet into the dip. Like, and there was several like things like that where the tune gets hit and they go flying way further than like physics would well, do tunes kind of live on a different plane of reality if you think well about i know it. exactly so it's just like damn did you did you like that or did you not like that it was was that break you from your immersion um i don't i think it broke me a little bit yeah mm. like when it was a tune doing it to a tune maybe it was okay but yeah it was just weird when you know, a human would do it, or some. I think sometime I can't remember now if any human showed weird physics when they got interacting well, with the tune. The entire time in Toontown. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say. Valiant uh, was was doing a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, like yeah. you know, in the elevator scene. It it must just be a way. It, I mean, look, we're talking about you know a movie <laughs> that is obviously very fake, but it's obviously yeah. got to be something with like tunes interacting with humans. Just kind of is weird. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. if you go to Toontown, you're more apt to be, like, a tune. And when tunes come yeah. to the the real world, they're more apt to 
interact with humans a little bit differently. I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of difficult to. Obviously, there's no real um, science behind it, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I I mean, I can suspend my suspend my disbelief, obviously. And I guess the other big thing is like they keep saying how you can't kill tunes. You know, tunes don't die, and the dip is the only way to kill them. Yet, obviously, the weasels are either they're dying or they're transforming when they laughing. Transforming. Yeah, they must just be like transforming to a different realm of Toontown or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, because you even see the one ghost weasel interacts with stuff as he's leaving. Right. Yeah, he flipped the switch so the, the little blasty blasty thing yeah. would go back to Roger and what's her Well, the one like weasel he... was like trying to grab the ghost and like throw him back into the body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so obviously they're still like technically alive, but then maybe they they're just go to different... tune heaven. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. They're a different type of tune now. Yeah. <laughs> just respawn. Yeah. Is that. So is that like exclusive to the weasels? The fact that if they laugh too much, they end up dying or dying from laughter, or is is that for every tune? You know, the weasels specifically. It, yeah, I mean they never mention it for a, any other tunes, but you never really see any other tunes like laughing so much that you would think that they should die. You know. Right. Right. It, huh. it might be a weasel specific thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's how they were drawn. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. their passive trait, I guess. Acme's like, I need to give them one fatal flaw. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be uh, mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Jonas Money. brother. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, yep. anyone else have anything they want to say before I continue? Or... No, no, I think I'm... Go ahead. Hmm. So, um, one of my favorite characters when I was a kid in this movie was the uh, car, the, the taxi cab guy. Yeah. Um, not so much anymore, but I think he's still a very fun character. And I love how he, you know, he said, you know, he, this movie has a lot of payoffs in it, obviously. And so when Valiant is just like, no, uh, this street is this way. And he holds out his thumb and the car shows up. I thought that was a really nice touch. And um, actually, the same guy who voices Roger Rabbit does the taxi car, too. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I did not know that either. The cool fun fact. Yes. Was there a reason when you were a kid, if you could think about it, if you could recall, uh, why'd you like the taxi the most? <laughs> I liked his voice the most. I don't know. I felt like oh, he was okay. the most fun character because, you know, he was a car driving a car at one point, and I found mm -hmm. that super hilarious when I was in middle school. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when he's walking around with his, like, dipped wheels, he, he kind of looks funny because he's, like, just kind of, like, drooping around uh but i you know you don't see much of him but what do you do see i mean he has one of the biggest action scenes and it. it's like it's a car chase and he's also mm -hmm. got one of the best voices in the in in the in the in the movie as well i see and and off of uh we're, we're going based off i guess the original characters from the the cartoon not 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 like um wb characters or disney characters that's our favorite Ah, I'm, uh, yeah. context of the movie. Nah, I, I, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who would, who I would think is my favorite character. Probably the baby man. I, I don't know what it is, but that baby has, <laughs> he's done something to me, man. He messed me up. Well, I mean, he's the most. Um, it's another one of those rug pool scenarios where, 
you know, he's acting like the, the the actual baby at the beginning of the movie. And then as soon as the uh, Roger does the wrong, you know, he has Tweety Birds instead of stars, which is also another payoff at, later in the movie. Um, he turns into that, you know, gruff, you know, kind of like complaining, you know, sounding guy. And, he, you know, he, the voice doesn't match the character. But mm-hmm. that also might be why you love him so much is because he's just such a weird character. Yeah, pretty hilarious. I, I think he was the one that made me laugh the most throughout the entire movie. And the I think the movie is funny, like really, really funny. But I don't, I don't, I wasn't laughing a lot. You know, I was just like kind of smirking, grinning here and there. Yeah. Uh, but when yeah. it came to that that little baby man, he, I was cracking <laughs> up. Yeah, I don't think there's like a laugh out loud moment where I was like rolling on the floor. And even back when I was a kid, there I don't think I like laughed at the movie like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think in general, like watching it now at the ripe age of 28, I think in general, I just I, I think I latch more so onto like the whole detective story. And yeah, you kind of you kind of have like the goofy nature of it is kind of in the past now. And I th- honestly, I think the movie kind of grew up with me, you know, like I when I was a kid, I just loved the you know, the animated characters the interacting with the humans. And now when I'm older, I can appreciate the story, the deep story that's actually going on behind there with Valiant's brother being killed. And, you know, he hates tunes now because of that. And like, those are the things you don't pick up on as a kid, but now I really appreciate the different story beats that they, they touch nowadays. Yeah. I had never had realized until this watch that like, that they grew up in the circus. Like their parents were clowns in the circus. Yeah. yeah so either. yeah, they were like with Barnum and Bailey or whatever. Then they became yeah. like the funny cops. And then they started, uh, the valiant and valiant detective agency for specifically four tunes. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, it's a really hard, and it actually is a pretty powerful moment when, um, you know, Roger is trying to sit in his brother's chair. Like he, Bob Haskins really put on a good performance. Um, you know, when he yells at him, he's like, don't sit there, you know, stop doing that. And also another really neat uh, thing to mention is uh, when Robert puts his hand on the dusty chair, when he removes yeah. it, there's actually a hand in it. <laughs> yeah. But that is a very, um, I thought that was just such a well-acted part of the movie is, is when he's expressing that hate toward Toons while also feeling that loss for his brother. Would you say the more memorable uh, parts of the movie are the more serious parts? Nowadays, yes. When I was a kid, I'd probably say differently. But <laughs> I mean, I still think that the, you know, Mary Go Round Broke Down at the end is still like the my, the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. But the the more memorable scenes are the ones like when Valiant is inter, in, you know interrogating um, R.K. Maroon. It's it's when you know he's interacting with uh, Betty Boop and Acme before the show. It, it it is those moments when you know it's just it's just a little bit more serious in the story. Like even though this is supposed to be like a wacky goofy story, it's it's still super serious at its core, and I think that resonates with me more now than ever. Yeah, I do like the the fact. No, he especially towards the beginning, he's hating. He hates like all tunes. You can tell he hates all tunes. And then he sees Betty Boop, and he immediately is just like, ah, <laughs> I got a soft spot for Betty Boop. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the the black and white days are over. See? Yep. Gotta make ends meet. But, but she still got it. Yeah, man. The little wink she gave broke my heart, man. Yeah. Ah, uh, so I, I don't know. If, Waffle, did you give your favorite character or no? Um, 
I mean, I liked them all, but I think I just like the weasels, and I really can't point out like a single one. I just like the whole, you know, their silliness. Yeah, yeah, right. They're just their silliness and just like you know, I don't want to say like they're dumb, but just like <laughs> they're like dumb humor kind of. Yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, mispronouncing words, hitting, yeah. like making fun of each other, things making like things worse than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the lead weasel, he's he's probably the best out of the group in terms of like, he kind of knows what's up, and then everyone else yeah. is just kind of like dumb underlings and. Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite weasel out of the group is actually the one that just has cigarette buds all over him. And it's just like, <laughs> he's like such, he's kind of like a, the real big oddball out of the group. Like, even though the one guy is literally in a straight jacket, like this yeah. one dude has smoked so many cigarettes that his fucking fur has turned blue. Like, I, I don't know yeah. what to say. <laughs> but uh, the weasels, I mean, the weasels are one of the reasons why I like ferrets so much. Uh, I From yeah. weasels, I went to ferrets. So. There you go. Makes sense. Yeah, I never. My favorite character. If we're just talking tunes, or yeah, let's go with tunes because I think Bob Haskins does such a great performance. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably like, be everyone's Bob... pick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's definitely my favorite. Um, out of the tunes, that'd probably be the Taxi Cab too. He just, he's just memorable and like I like him. And I you know, like Emmy said the car driving a car. Yeah. <laughs> Being then they all in the car. All of them are arguing who's going to drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drive. Underrated character in the movie, though, the gorilla. The oh, yeah. the, oh, the, the bouncer body, dude. Yeah, the bouncer gorilla. Oh, I love his voice. Guy. Yeah, and then um, that that's actually that's also one of those scenes that it's like you kind of can tell you know Bob is like on like some sort of rig, but they did a pretty good job of superimposing that gorilla on top of him. It looked yeah. pretty natural when he threw him out of the back. Uh, threw him out of the back right to uh, Jessica Rabbit's window, uh, mind I you. I was going to say, dude, how convenient, right? And how dangerous. You know, you have your, your star person, uh, star person's window uh, with with alley access. Well, you know, don't forget that it was all a setup by Maroon to get to do blackmail oh. onto Acme. So maybe he instructed right. Jessica to keep that window open. Yeah, probably. Ooh. That's the whole big conspiracy. It's so much fun when it all kind of starts to come together at the end, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a good detective movie, standalone, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you could literally watch this without the tunes in it. I think it would still kind of be a, a, a real good detective story. You know, you, you could replace all the tunes with human characters, and you would lose a lot of the charm of the movie, don't get me wrong, but I think the core of the movie's story would still be really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think you'd you'd have to change some things like the dip and Nah, keep the dip. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanna make sense. Alright. Um anyone else have anything they want to mention? I'm good. We talked about all Kaos's points, correct? Well he didn't really give us points, he just gave us his his final thoughts, but I think we've bounced off of everything that he kind of mentions. Okay. He did mention, um, which kind of took me off guard, um, and maybe someone agrees with him. He says it was a little rough around the edges. Uh, do you, um, obviously, I think, I don't know, I can't like completely agree with the movie's rough, because I, I think it's very impressive, and I think it still looks really good to today's standards even. 
obviously, like I said earlier, you know, when the when you're zoomed out, the the animation doesn't look as good, you know, with the little tiny characters on the screen. But I guess I just can't hundred percent agree with like it's rough. Okay, we'll got to get his clarification on that. Yeah, we'll, well, yeah, he'll talk about it in the next episode for sure. Yeah, you could. Well, I, I guess you could. Like you said, the zoomed out parts are probably the only rough parts. But any any interaction between animation and real life when it's up close, they did. Uh, it's it's a really really smooth, good job. Like seriously. Okay, I think the I think that about wraps it up. What do you guys think? I'm yeah. ready. All right, let's go over our final thoughts and rating out of five. And uh, it's going to go me, and then I would like Odom to go after me, just so the guests can get his words in as well. So uh, I'll start off, of course, though. Um, obviously, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big sucker for this movie. Uh, it's been a favorite of mine since I was a young child, and it surprised me how long it's been since I've actually watched the movie. Um, it's actually probably been close to 20 or so well, maybe more like 15 or so years now since I've actually sat down to watch the movie. Um, and it, it's just, uh, it's it's held up quite nicely. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, like anything that kind of happens in the movie, it is like a period piece mixed in with that comedic detective story, you know. I think the movie just works really well all together. There's not much more else I can say. Um, if you haven't already guessed, it's a 5 out of 5 for me. Wow, 5 out of 5. Um I think uh, the movie when I when when you first mentioned watching um, Hook Frame Roger Rabbit, I, I immediately thought of my childhood. And when I watched it, I watched it around the age of like nine or ten. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know it was a hardcore detective movie like that. I just liked what I saw. You know, it was aesthetically pleasing. You know, the style, the cartoons, the bringing together of all the cartoons that I liked—that was the main thing. But I definitely enjoyed it. A million times more watching it as somewhat of an adult because I got like a lot of the plot points. I got the the darker side of the story. I got more of the adult humor. It's I think it was just really great. Great writing. Great acting. Like really, really great acting, and um, great um, cinematography as well. Just a lot, a lot of really good shots, you know, and a lot of really good subtext in there. Just. Great overall. I would definitely give it a 4.5 out of 5. Okay, I'll go next. Yeah, you guys had all my uh, favorite things. Um, the acting was phenomenal. Uh, I thought, you know, just the whole collab of, like, everything in the movie, it was just great. It was one of those movies where you just, like, you don't want to nitpick it because you know it's supposed to be goofy. You know it's supposed to be not serious. And they did a good job of setting that example right off the bat with the with the beginning with the whole kitchen and then Roger, you know, getting fired and all that. So they did a good job. And then uh, I do remember watching this as I was a younger kid, but I didn't watch it fully, just saw parts here and there. But it, it, it is also cool to, like, understand, you know, like, oh, you know, my childhood growing up watching, you know, Looney Tunes and all that and then the human interaction and now understanding the adult side of it and like the detective uh portion of it that was really cool and i liked the ending uh the ending was uh thrown threw me off i didn't i forgot that the judge was the evil looney tune so that was pretty cool and the whole movie was just chaotic at the whole time and it's just it was a fun watch and i'm gonna get it also a 4.5 out of 5 
Yeah, I agree with, you know, pretty much everything that's been said. I have watched it as an adult. Um, not recently, but I don't remember when, but I just remember seeing the adult and kind of go, going, having that whole, like, oh, this is a lot darker than I remember <laughs> as a kid. Um, but yeah, the cinematography was great. Acting was really good. And just the blending, every, you know, blending everything together was great. Um, so overall, yeah, I will also give it a 4.5 out of 5. And Callus did send us his review, so I'm going to go ahead and read that real quick, and obviously he'll expand on his thoughts uh, in the next episode. But he said he thought the movie was rough around the edges, but still impressive considering when it came out. Good pacing and fun all the way through. Good animation, especially Jessica Rabbit. Still amazed that Disney and Looney Tunes characters blended together for this movie with a lot of a lot of adult humor, and he gave it a four out of five. He's break he's breaking my heart. This guy, the <laughs> lowest one. But um, yeah, like I said, he'll he'll give a of a he'll give more thoughts next episode, obviously. Um, but yeah, uh, looks like I mean, we're all kind of in the same range. Uh, obviously, I, I think uh, maybe my nostalgia blinds me a little bit, but. I mean, I love the movie. I can't. I can't give it anything lower than a five. Come on, you know. That's fine. Uh, and also, before Greedy Waffles uh, introduces his movie, uh, just want to give a, a huge thank you to Odom for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure having you on. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, I. I mean, I like being on here a lot. You guys are really fun and really nice, and you pick pretty cool movies to watch. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you very much for having me. We will definitely have you on, have on, have you on again for sure. And next time it won't, you know, it won't be over a hundred episodes after the last time. <laughs> no, no, that's completely fine, dude. I'm just here sitting on my hands. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and keep giving us recommendations. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, greedy. All right, so I'm also gonna go back to the nostalgia days. I'm gonna pick a little bit of a lengthier movie, which is all right. Um, so I'm going to pick uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Um, I'm pretty sure we all know the premise of it, but I'll go ahead and <laughs> say it anyways. A meek hobbit from the Shire and eight companions set out on a journey to destroy the powerful One Ring and save Middle Earth from the Dark Lord Sauron. Directed by uh, Peter Jackson, and it's based off of a book from uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, some of the great cast here, uh, Elijah Wood. Ian uh, McKellen, Orlando Bloom, Sean Bean, Alan Howard, uh, Christopher Lee. There's, there's a bunch, a whole bunch of good actors in here. Billy Boyd. Sean Anston. Um, yeah, Sean Anston. That was about to be the next one. Um, but, yeah, so I haven't seen it in a while. I was always a fan of uh, the trilogy, so be a good so, Are we watching the the extended version or the nor like the the theatrical version? Yeah, we'll just watch. Uh, I don't. I, I I have the regular, so let's just watch the regular. Okay. Unless you guys was, want that. So. Theatrical. <laughs> we'll do. Yeah, we'll just do the theatrical. Obviously, the extended versions do add more to the movies. Yeah. So I guess oh, it, I just. I mean, I if, just wasn't sure, like on stream, if I watch it on streaming, which version they have. So. Honestly, you could probably watch either version. The conversation is probably going to be about the same. Yeah. Right so that's how I'll be watching it. <clears throat> Um, also it's, it, you know, the 20th anniversary was, uh, recently, it was last year. 
So that's mm. it's a it's good timing. Yeah. Really, yeah. twenty, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching. Oh, yeah, I remember watching these movies when I was young, and I was. Greedy Waffles and I would uh, re- reenact uh, Helm's Deep. He had like a dirt pile in his in his yard. <laughs> reenact nice. Helm's Deep with plastic swords and stuff. Well, that was a really Gold. fun time. Yeah. Arrows. So if yeah, you, the listener, wants to join the conversation about the Fellowship of the Ring from 2001, uh, just watch it before the next episode airs in two weeks. In two weeks, uh, we'll be back to talk about the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, I guess that's it. Anyone else have anything they want to say before we end the show? Odom, check out, check out uh, Odom on stream. Yes, uh, twitch.tv yeah. slash Odom K, as in kitty. And <laughs> that <laughs> K, K as in Odom, so c- c- cute. Wait, that's, yeah. a, that's a C, but that's a C, bro. You screwed up. No, it's and make thing. sure every time you do go to a stream, make sure you duel him. He loves his duels. <laughs> also, on, recommend um, Michael Jackson grunts when he's doing no. song ruminations. <laughs> Odom also loves Cotton Eye Joe. Um, it's yes. one of his favorite I do, jams. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Thank you for uh, requesting that. Not the grunts, though. Ah, swear, man. <laughs> he had to clarify there. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well. I am Yemi the Ferret, and I've been here with... Grady Waffles. Daymation. Odom K. And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. your ass. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, clean your ass or something. I don't remember now. <laughs> <laughs>